the Me Too movement, Maduro, and graduation. All this and more on The Crap Show. Wow, there's been a lot to go on over the past week. A lot of great stuff to get to. I don't think we'll get through everything uh, I want to today, but, you know, there's always tomorrow. First off, the Me Too movement has officially died. Listen to last week's if you need me to uh, discuss more. But it has officially died. Why do I say it's officially died? Coming from a, a Twitter feed from Lisa Bloom. For those of you who do not know who Lisa Bloom is, uh, Lisa Bloom, according to her Twitter profile, is a trial, law- trial lawyer fighting for victims of discrimination, harassment, and abuse. All right, this is what she has to say. I believe you, Tara Reed. You have people who remembered, who remember you told them about this decades ago. We know he is handsy. You're not asking for money. You're obviously struggled mightily with this. I still have to fight Trump. So I will still support Joe, but I believe you and I'm sorry. She goes on the next tweet. The only alternative is Trump, credibly accused of sexual misconduct by over 20 women and who openly bragged about sexual assault. I represented four of them. We've only two choices. Trump's ignorance and arrogance has resulted in COVID deaths of tens of thousands, far worse. Huh. She goes on, Biden will appoint a progressive female VP and has a long history of fighting for women's rights. Trump opposes everything I care about. Climate change, human rights, treating immigrants with respect. I understand Miss Reed has the same struggle as she opposes Trump too. Miss Reed's struggle is just like that of the hundreds of victims I've represented for decades and still do. I have also sued and gone after many Democrats, though I am a lifelong Dem. I used to think sexual assault was more common on the right, but it's not. It's everywhere. Oh, you're such a good person, Lisa Bloom. You're such a good person. How can you say that you believe someone? Two rights don't make a wrong. I don't know how you sit here and, you know, this this whole Twitter feed is is all just centered around the idea of her trying to make out that it's a it's a good thing and that it's morally better to vote against Trump and vote. It's not even voting against Trump, but voting with somebody who you believe in your heart is a, a sexual predator. I don't know how you can do that. If I if I truly b- believed that Trump was as evil as what a lot of people believed, I would not vote for him. I don't know how you can sit here and play the moral game when you literally say, I believe you and I'm sorry. It, it's, it's just pathetic. The Me Too movement has ended. The Me Too movement has officially ended because now it's not we believe survivors anymore. No, it's we believe survivors, but you know what? I'm still going to push my political agenda above you. That's what it is. It's pathetic. It is outright pathetic. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hasn't spoke up about this a lot either. Reading from a uh, national, not national inquirer, a Washington Examiner article by Brad Palumbo, Titled, It sure seems like AOC thinks Joe Biden is a sex criminal and plans to vote for him anyway. I'm going to skip through here. Uh, he just, you know, he hits on who Tierra Reed is, what, uh, what's kind of going on. Uh, but, you know, continuing on uh, about a quarter of the way through the story. 
And remember, Ocasio-Cortez said back in mid-April that it's legitimate to talk about the charges against Biden, calling the silencing of dissents a form of gaslighting. More recently, she has referred to Reid as a survivor, said the claim, isn't, and said the claim isn't clear-cut, and stated her belief that it certainly seems as though something has happened, yet Ocasio-Cortez also apparently plans to vote for him anyway. Yes, that's right. The woke congresswoman who has promised to fight for women and hashtag me too is evidently still throwing her weight behind someone she suspects is likely a sex criminal. He goes on to question, uh, you know, her ethics. And he even says there is no lesser of two eagles arguments. Um, you know, and, and it's a principle. It's a principle of what we're talking about here. He goes on, it's a disappointment. Her foolish policy flubs and horrid ideology aside, the congresswoman's appeal was always that she was a principled anti-establishment revolutionary. But if her continued contorted support for Joe Biden is anything to go by, it's sure starting to look like Ocasio-Cortez has sold out to Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democratic establishment. Goes on to prove my point. You cannot openly agree and believe a survivor but then continue to support that candidate it it, it it really blows my mind like i never would have thought in this day and age you know especially because you know after the kavanaugh hearing that we would see what we are seeing today all right joe biden also is not re releasing his delaware re records i would go ahead if you uh, haven't watched his interview uh two Fridays ago, no, two Sundays ago, I believe, uh, when he talked about, you know, first time publicly, you know, specifically about the allegations, uh, you know, he, he doesn't want to release his University of Delaware transcripts and records. I'm not saying that, like I said, I said this last week, I'm not saying that this whole story is true. It doesn't matter if it's true. What matters though, is what I keep telling you. And I don't know how morally you sit there and try to play the high ground and vote for somebody who is, quote-unquote, the lesser of two evils. I would think that if Trump had a legitimate case made against him, we would be hearing about it right now. A legitimate case, we would hear about it right now. The Me Too movement has ended. It has ended. You cannot argue otherwise moving on to a uh, some information that a lot of people may not know it kind of got slipped under the news it happened on may 5th the may 5th evening i believe uh but there's a failed uh coup plot against uh maduro the i call him dictator of venezuela i don't know if you heard about it it was kind of it happened in the middle of the night you know and United States time. I know that's not like an actual time, uh, but like, you know, Eastern, it was around like 3 a.m. Eastern time, I believe. Uh, but reading from a NPR article in a perforated interrogation, I don't know why I'm mixing up words, sorry. Video released Wednesday by the Venezuelan government, one of two former U.S. service members detained early, earlier this week in Venezuela acknowledged plans to help carry out a coup. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro revealed the video at a televised address in the capital, Caracas. The mission was to 
the mission was to meet Venezuelans in Colombia, train them and come with them to Venezuela to secure carcass and secure an airport here for follow on. Luke Demon said in the video, which purported to show the U.S. Army Special Forces veteran confessing about an operation by which he and his associates hoped to oust the embattled Venezuelan leader and force him onto a plane to the U.S. Uh, he goes on, I was helping Venezuelans take back control of their country, said Demon, Demon Denman, whose capture by Venezuelan authorities, along with Arian Barry, was announced Monday. Both men served in the Army's Special Forces, also known as Green Berets, and Denman deployed to Iraq as a Special Forces communications sergeant a decade ago. The pair who have been out of service for about six years stand at the heart of an almost surreal saga that that has unfolded in Venezuela over the past several days, and they are both connected with Jordan Gradu, another former member of the Special Forces who runs a Florida-based private security firm under the, under the name Silver Corp USA. So basically what happened was, uh, I don't know all the details and I think we're still, you know, kind of learning, um, but, you know, this, this private, you know, security firm was hired by... I, Colombian Venezuelans, um, and you know, had a failed coup, and I, I, it's kind of surprising that it did not make, you know, a bigger deal, and it did not make more news about it, you know, because you really would think that in this day and age that you know a, a coup, especially if it has, you know, even though it's not backed by the United States, but it has, you know, United States citizens uh, involved, that you would hear about it. But I, I don't know if it was just me that I really didn't see a lot of people pushing it. I mean, we're all. It's also COVID-19, COVID-19, what's going on here, what's going on there. Uh, but it's kind of crazy. Reading from a Reuters article, members of Venezuelan's opposition in October negotiated a $213 million deal with a small Florida security company to invade the country and overthrow President Nicolas Maduro, according to a document published by the Washington Post on Thursday. Venezuelan authorities this week arrested more than a dozen people, including Americans who work for the company Silver Corp USA, as part of a bungled incursion that has served as public relations victory for Maduro's struggling government. The document deals a blow to the credibility of opposition leader Juan Guiado, who has vehemently denied any links to Silver Corp or involvement in the attempt to remove Maduro by force. Guiduro, Guido, however you say his name, probably pronouncing it wrong. The president of the opposition-held National Assembly argues that Maduro is upsurging power after rigging a 2018 election and is recognized by dozens of countries as Venezuelan's rightful leader. Uh, you know, it goes on. And if you want to read more, you can. Uh, it's kind of an interesting, you know, little piece because I really didn't expect myself to be able to, you know, see that, you know, coup attempts were still going on. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm never a fan of violence, but, you know, it's, Without a doubt, Maduro is a uh, heartless dictator, and Venezuela went from being one of the most, you know, wealthiest countries in the world to one of the poorest. That's what his regime and regimes before him have pushed. Uh, but you know, it, the story is still developing. I'll go back to you more if uh, more you know important news comes up. 3.2 million Americans filed for unemployment this week bringing the seven-week total to 33 million Americans filing for unemployment. According to the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. Treasury will borrow $4. trillion this quarter. $4. Trillion, billion, trillion, I don't know why I said billion. Trillion dollars. That's a lot. That is a lot of money. A lot of money. You know, there have been talks, uh, a lot of 
uh, Democrat congressmen and women want to uh, provide checks for $2,000 a month, I believe, or is it a week? Is it a month or a week? I'm going to look it up. Uh, stimulus check. Sorry about that. Oh, it's monthly 2000 Okay, I was like, dang, if it was a week, that'd be a lot. Um, So there's, there's a big push, you know, to continue on and make, you know, a stimulus package 2.0 uh, to help people during this, you know, this crisis. Uh, but it, it's just not smart. It is not, it, it's not smart. What is smart is getting us back to work. A story out of uh, that, you know, kind of made national headlines in Texas this past week was, a uh, a woman down in Texas who owns a uh, hairstyling salon, uh, you know, what, briefly was uh, sent to jail, uh, but then it was overturned because she opened up her business uh, without it technically being legal, and the Texas Attorney General had to you know pull some strings. But but anyway, I'm gonna get to the story. So reading out of Fox News. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on Wednesday sent a letter urging a Dallas judge to free a woman he sent to jail a day earlier after she refused to apologize for keeping her hair salon open in violation of Governor Greg Abbott's order aimed at slowing the spread of the coronavirus. Soon after, Abbott said he agreed with his attorney general on the matter. Later Wednesday, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick vowed to pay her fines, $500 for each day the salon was open, and volunteered to go under house arrest on the condition she was freed. Uh, reading on. Uh, as a mother, Miss Luther, uh, the lady's name, wanted to feed her children, Paxton said in his letter. As a small business owner, she wanted to help her employees feed their children. Needless, needless to say, these are laudable goals that warrant the exercise of enforcement discreation. Alright, so Luther was given three choices by the judge. She could offer an apology for selfishness, pay a fine, and shut down until Friday, or sure, serve, sure, serve jail time. Uh, and this is the best part of the whole story is what she's she says to the judge after he accuses her of being selfish uh you know not wanting the greater good and why is she more important than anybody else she says this quote i have to disagree with you sir when you say that i'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish she told the judge i have hairstylists that are going hungry because they would rather feed their kids so, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision. But I'm not going to shut down the salon. So, end of the story, basically, you know, the salon is, I believe, still open today. And actually, uh, Ted Cruz was one of her first customers after the situation happened. I assume he probably tipped her uh, pretty well. There actually was a GoFundMe. I don't know if it's still up, but there was a GoFundMe that was uh, raising money for her family. And I think it raised over $300,000 or something crazy like that, uh, which is cool to see. You know, and I've spent time talking about it. Uh, it's time to get back to what we're what we're meant to do in life and that's to work you know we're not supposed to work till till we die you know but we're supposed to work the land working is a, a natural part of life we're, we're supposed to work and i think it's time that we get back going to that all right funny story i saw on twitter san francisco health department is giving away alcohol weed nicotine and other substances to the homeless that they are uh, helping house during this epidemic the health department of San Francisco is giving away free alcohol, weed, nicotine, 
and other substances. I don't know what the other substances are, but you can put maybe two and two together and think of a few. All right, the the health department. When where is it ever? When has it become you know the duty of a health department to give out alcohol? How sad is that? That we live in a society that you know a health department of of one of the largest cities in in America would would be giving out alcohol or nicotine. We don't need alcohol or nicotine to live. Weed. We don't need that to live. That's not being healthy. How pathetic is that? The warped mind of people in power sometimes blows my mind. Someone other's mind, or someone's mind who's warped is Dr. Anthony Fauci. I assume you've heard about Dr. Fauci. You know, he's been, you know, the, you know, the leading expert on the coronavirus case and whether or not you like him or not, uh, or whatever, uh, kind of throw that out of the wall. Uh, but recently on May 9th, uh, it was found out that he, you know, could have came in contact with somebody uh, who had the coronavirus. So reading out of CNN, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and member of the White House's Coronavirus Task Force, told CNN he will begin a modified quarantine after making a low-risk contact with the White House staffer who tested positive for the novel coronavirus. The low-risk assessment means he was not in close proximity to the person who tested positive during the time when the person was known to be positive for the virus. He is not doing a full quarantine like Dr. Stephen Hahn, the commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration. Hahn came into contact with an individual who, pos who tested positive for coronavirus, an FDA official confirmed to CNN on Friday. All right, and this goes on to say... Uh, you know, going on to err on the side of caution, Fauci says he is doing what he calls a modified quarantine, meaning he will stay at home and telework wearing a mask continually for 14 days. He said he might also go to his office at the National Institute of Health, where he is the only one there. He will also be tested every day, he said, noting he was tested yesterday and was negative. If he is called to the White House or Capitol Hill, he will go while taking every, excuse me, sorry, taking every precaution I just love this article you know it's 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 so th this quarantine culture that we live in now so now now you know it, it it's been proven to us you know as us as the common people that you know this quarantine is only meant for us common people I say that because and you know you can throw out my arguments from here on out but I say that because if you don't know the whole Chris Cromo story I'd go ahead and take a look at it 100% true all right multiple witnesses Right, if you don't know what the Chris Como story is, then I'm not going to explain it to you here, but go on and look. You know, you have the uh, Bill de Blasio thing with him in the gym and how, how he, New York City was on quarantine and lockdown, but then he was still going to, the, going to the gym, you know, leaving his house every day. He got stopped by a reporter. Why are you going to the gym? Why are you telling us not to go to the gym when you're going to the gym? All right, you, you, we, we have these cases of all of these people who are in power, who have used this quarantine to benefit them and not us. And I'm not making the argument that quarantine was not, you know, supposed to happen or that's not the best thing that happened. But bottom line is, so Anthony Fauci, the, the most notable, you know, quarantine expert in the United States, you know, or at least who has the most vocal uh, voice way out, you know, to the public, he's going to do a, uh, what, did, what did I say, a, a modified quarantine. So, so basically... 
why if you believed that the coronavirus was so deadly and so hard to get or not hard to get but so easy to get and if you were in contact in any way you're telling all of us that we need a quarantine but you're going to quote unquote do fake quarantine it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't it's either you're all in or you're all out all right you it's it's like going to the grocery store without a mask on when you're you know oh we need to wear a mask we need to wear a mask but you're only going to go to half the grocery stores with masks the other half without no it's not how it works all right and I, and I think it shows you that we're ready to get back on track i don't even need to get into the arguments that i've been talking about for the last two weeks all right about how the, the deaths there there's no proof that the quarantine has helped reduce the death rate in any way but there's all the proof that the quarantine has killed more because people typically struggle with things dark things while the economy is bad while they're at home you know there's proof now that you can get the quarantine ease more easily in close close quarters like what we are now i'm not even going to get into the story if you want to hear and read about a good story read read about a guy by the name of neil ferguson do you know who neil ferguson is Maybe you do. Quoting, uh, reading from a CNN article, a leading epidemiologist who advised the UK government on his coronavirus response resigned from his government post on Tuesday after the Telegraph newspaper revealed he broke the lockdown rules he helped shape by allowing his reported lover to visit his home. Professor, Professor Neil Ferguson, who is based at Imperial, Imperial College in London, is one of the architects of the UK government's stay-at-home strategy and was a prominent member of the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, which has been spearheading the country's coronavirus response. The Telegraph reported Tuesday that a woman who it described as his married lover had visited Ferguson's home in London at least twice despite social distancing guidelines lines wow wow it doesn't if that does not show you how these power hungry oh i'm you know i'm an expert this guy was one of the leading experts in great britain i'm an expert but i'm going to break quarantine so i can go have sex with a married lover and who's not married to me i'm going to take off all my clothes because this is how we stop coronavirus is if we do not have skin to skin touching and we we quarantine ourselves how can you sit here and push something and then do completely the opposite and it's happened time and time again i named off two before this but one of the founders and one of the strictest people in great britain and the person who helped shape this quarantine was found out to be breaking it months ago wow it must really be serious it must really be that serious if you're going to break quarantine to have sex with an estranged lover i don't know if estranged is the right word you get what i mean though huh we should really trust these experts huh Ooh, these experts we really need to trust them Funny, 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 funny. Well, I received my cap and gown for graduation today. Woohoo! Any mother out there, I hope that you had or have a great Mother's Day. I guess it's Mother's Day, you know, is this Sunday. 
Uh, you know, and being a mother is the best role a human can have in this world. Contrary to what, you know, progressive leftists believe. You know, because it's bad if a woman wants to stay home. You know, you can say, oh, you're just taking a cheap shot. No, I've, I've read stuff. A woman's first, first and most important job should be in the home. Same as a father's. Father's first and foremost, most important job should be in the home. Raising kids. You know, but I guess that's my hot take for the day. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. If you ever want to suggest content for the show, email me at sittingwithseth.gmail.com. Be sure to follow me at sittingwithseth on Twitter and The Cripe Show on TikTok.